Hello, this is Pastor Kenny, and welcome to the Living Hope Wesleyan podcast. If you would like more information about what we are all about, make sure to visit hopeforvermont.org. Enjoy! I just want to go back to Hebrews 2.18. Since he himself has gone through suffering and testing, he is able to help us when we are being tested. And this directly correlates, I believe, in the day in which we live versus or and the day in which this was written. Since he himself has gone through suffering and testing, he is able to help us when we are being tested. I would say we as Christians are being tested. We are not being persecuted yet. The Bible is clear that persecution will come. Jesus also said, blessed are you when people insult you and uh, lie about you and persecute you because of his name, Jesus. Uh, this is from the New Living Translation. It's a easier version to read. The translation is correct with the original language, but it's sometimes easier uh, for us to read. And so I encourage us to uh, pick up a Bible that we can understand and the Holy Spirit will make it minister to our hearts and our souls. And this certainly, again, 2.18 of Hebrews, since he himself has gone through suffering and testing, he is able to help us when we are being tested. And that's how we close last week, but we continue this week with Hebrews 3. Hebrews 3, 1, we find these words. Again, the author is unknown or uncertain for this letter, but it certainly applies to us. And so, dear brothers and sisters who belong to God and are partners with those called to heaven, think carefully about this Jesus, whom we declare to be God's messenger and high priest. Sometimes poetry, or I would even suggest without being called a heretic, the Bible can seem a little wordy. So what does this mean? What is this saying? If you look at these words, if you break down the original language, I believe it's saying, so family, think about Jesus. So it all goes back to just think about Jesus. So as we're family, contemplate, ponder, focus in on the unseen. Focus in on what we cannot see. We talked Wednesday in our life group, uh, Wednesdays at 7 via Zoom. Uh, contact me if we would like to be a part. We'd love to have you. About how sometimes the opposite of faith is not doubt. The opposite of faith is not fear. Sometimes, most times, the opposite of faith is sight because what we see does not make sense. What we see, what we can feel, what is tangible, we wonder how God can move in such a place when, oh, you can just see it. Oh, God can't change it because this is actually happening. If we would focus in on what is unseen, the supernatural, what God is doing, then we understand who Jesus is. Well, how do you do that? Well, this is Hebrews 3.1 from the English Standard Version. Therefore, holy brothers who share in a heavenly calling, consider Jesus, the apostle and high priest of our confession. From the New International Version, therefore, holy brothers and sisters who share in the heavenly calling, fix your thoughts on Jesus, whom we acknowledge as our apostle and high priest. So family, think about 
Jesus. Well, how do you think about Jesus? This is something we've talked about numerous times. Romans 12, 2. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. We want to know God's will. From the New Living Translation, Hebrews 12, 2 reads like this. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. This is what we want to know from God, what he is sharing with us. Hebrews 3.2 says this, For he is faithful to God, who appointed him, just as Moses served faithfully when he was entrusted with God's entire house. Moses was faithful. This word faithful, it means trustworthy, reliable, believing. Moses was believing what God had called him to was real. It was true. It was trustworthy. Moses was reliable. So are we reliable? (coughs) Excuse me. Are we trustworthy with the hope that God's given us to share? Are we believing in what God has told us to share and how to live? We can do so with such authority that others are drawn to him because we believe Jesus so much. Just as God trusted Moses as the mediator between Israel and Egypt, Jesus wants us to be the mediator. But even more, we have a great hope that Jesus, God's son, is our mediator, our advocate. But before I get ahead of myself, let's look at Hebrews 3.3. We find these words in Hebrews 3.3 going on to 3.4. But Jesus deserves far more glory than Moses, just as a person who builds a house deserves more praise than the house itself. Verse 4, for every house has a builder, but the one who built everything is God. Builder. What does this mean? A builder is also in, um, let me go back, a builder or the author in 2.10, uh, Hebrews 12.2 says the author and perfecter. This is Jesus who has a plan for our lives. This is God who has something in store for us. This is the builder of the house, knew what he was designing, knew the purpose for his creation. Hebrews 12.2 says, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer, builder, and perfecter of faith, for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. This is Jesus who we consider, fixing our eyes on Jesus. Verse 1 of chapter 3, we focus in on Jesus. We focus in on the unseen in this world. We focus in on the supernatural, powerful presence, the awesome God, who gave us his son through the Holy Spirit, we know in the word of God to be true. We fix our eyes on this Jesus, the builder, the one with a plan for our lives. This is Jesus, whom we gain great hope. Hebrews 3, 5, we find these words. Moses was certainly faithful in God's house as a servant. His work was an illustration of the truths God would reveal later. This uh, word, it comes to us illustration. It means testifying. In the um, New International Version, it says testifying instead of illustration, which means uh, the Greek word is mart- martyrion. Uh, I just see that it says martyr, martyr, proof. 
we talk about witnesses and in the original language, a witness would be also a martyr. Are we willing to be that witness by our own life or in our own death? We profess that Jesus is the illustration. Jesus is the example that we need, that we have, that we must share. Are we so devoted to Jesus that we understand that because in Hebrews 12, Two, it says, because he, um, fixing our eyes on Jesus, for he, the joy set before him, he endured the cross. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross. This is the Jesus that we're talking about. And as we go forward from Hebrews 3, uh, 6, we find these words, but Christ as the Son is in the charge of God's entire house, and we are God's house, if we keep our courage and remain confident in our hope in Christ. But Christ, who for the joy set before him, endured the pain. This is, but for Jesus, we started in, in verse 1, that but Jesus, we fix our eyes on him. And now we are reminded, but for Christ Jesus, we understand the Messiah, that we he can know he is trustworthy, that he is faithful, that we see Moses' example. The New International Version says, but Christ is faithful. But Christ is faithful as a son of over God's house, and we are his house. Indeed, we hold firmly to our confidence in the hope in which we glory. But Christ is faithful, but Jesus is reliable, but he is trustworthy. But Jesus, believing that he was sent by God for a specific purpose, came that we might know life and have joy and the hope and peace even through suffering. That's how we relate to God, relate to Jesus through his suffering. In the uh, New Living Translation, it says, if we keep our courage and remain confident in our hope in Christ. It says, if indeed we hold firmly to our confidence in the hope in which we glory. And we read in the New International Version again, if we hold on to our courage in the hope of which we boast. To hold on is to hold fast, to be bound. Are we co-heirs with Jesus? But uh, there's a, an expression or a word that goes back and it says bond servants or bond slaves. That means we are slaves like Jesus. We are connected. We are bound uh, by shackles to Jesus, that wherever Jesus goes, we go. Wherever Jesus walks, we walk. Whatever God sends us through because of Jesus, we go through. We are bound. We hold fast. We grasp on, hold tightly to Jesus. This is holding on to that courage. We hold fast to who God is. And in that uh, courage, we find these words, what courage is in the Greek. It is boldness, confidence, frankness. I found this very interesting because in that scripture, in uh, verse 6, it says, if we hold on to our courage in the hope of which we boast, if we hold on to the frankness. Sometimes we try to uh, speak so eloquently that we lose the power, the frankness of what Jesus says to do. If we hold on to the courage that no matter what, though people despise us because we say we are Christians, 
we can know that he is true. I uh, shared the other day, and it was the uh, Sanctity of Life, the Right to Life uh, March yesterday that took place in Montpelier. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to attend. But I was speaking with somebody, um, and they were sharing how they have a friend that is pro-life, but that friend is also gay. And they said that that friend said it was more difficult to come out as pro-life than it was as gay because we fight this battle for something that holds so close to God's heart, that of life. And we must be frank and true and honest and have that boldness and confidence to be courageous to say, God's word is true. We don't divert from it trying to be politically correct. We hold on courageously to what God said is true. We can be frank in his word with great boldness, holding on to the hope that he gives, the hope of which we boast. That hope is the expectation that we desire. The hope that we want people to understand is that expectation of God is doing something in our lives to hold on to the courage and the hope of which we boast. Hold on to the hope, that expectation of what God says is real and is true. Moses was a faithful servant. He was the mediator between or for God between Israel and Egypt. Jesus is now our hope. Jesus is faithful as God's son. Jesus is the mediator between heaven and hell. Jesus is the one going to the father saying, daddy, just please grant a little more grace. Give a little bit more mercy. Just supply or remind your people, your creation of what you had me do for them. God, just let them know that I, Jesus speaking, was their sacrifice, their atonement, their salvation. Just let them know that I am for them. I am not against them, that I will be there. And we can say that though Moses was great, Jesus is even better. We can understand that God's love is for us. We can hold on to our courage and the hope of which we boast. We can say, yes, I am a Christian. I am a believer in Jesus. Yes, I believe that God loves people and God loves life. So let us stand up for life. Let us stand up for his love that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Though we failed, we still have a courageous hope that Jesus is interceding on our behalf, that he is the lifter of our head. We can know that his eye is on the sparrow, but also that he watches over each of us, that God's love is for us, that he cares about everything that we are enduring the temptations that we face, the crisis that we have, the burdens that we bear, the loss that we feel, the mourning that we share, we can know that God loves us and that he is for us. I just want to uh, encourage us to be in prayer for one another. Uh, Some of you are aware that uh, one of our friends um, lost their mother uh, this weekend. And their mom had been fighting cancer and had lesions on uh, her brain. 
and uh, they weren't calling it a stroke, but something happened. It was not an aneurysm, but um, their mom uh, was in the hospital, and I was able to visit twice, um, but she did pass away uh, around 2 a.m., and we just want to lift up the family uh, in our prayers we do pray not as a sort of manipulation, a captive audience, a bait and switch, that we pray for their salvation, but we just pray that they would know the hope of Jesus during this time of loss. And others that have endured such pain of losing a loved one, even this year of 2021 or last year, or those that are reminded of the loneliness or the isolation, that they would also realize the hope of Jesus being with them. For those that um, are facing temptation, we just lift them up. For those that are going back to college, we lift them up. For those that are facing unemployment or uh, food insecurity, we just pray that we, specifically as Living Hope Wesleyan Church, might be able to reach out and share God's love in a practical way and know that God is at work, His Holy Spirit is there, and we can focus in on the unseen, the supernatural, and have great courage and boldness that there is the frankness of God that cuts to the core and reveals the need for salvation. So maybe you're watching, maybe you've made a commitment before, maybe you're just curious about who Jesus is, what salvation is all about, God's word simply says, believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that he is Lord. So believe in your heart that you need a savior. Confess that we have sinned and we need Jesus to be our savior. And if you just say, God, I believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth that I need you as savior, then you can know his forgiveness, his healing, and his freedom. So if you just say that prayer or make that commitment, you can certainly email me, text me, send a message, make a comment, let us know. If you have other prayer requests, just type those into the comment section. We want you to know that we are here for you. We are interceding on your behalf. If you would like to be added to the prayer calendar next month, just let me know when we will make that a part of the prayer calendar so we as a church can be praying for one another because God is for you. And we want to be for you as well. Jesus, we thank you that you love us and that you care about us, that you knew about this day before we were even born. And in our suffering, in our trials, in our sin, you provide a way that we might know hope and peace and your joy. So Jesus, we say thank you for being with us. We hold on to you. We cling to your embrace. We fix our eyes and our thoughts on you. Thank you, Jesus, for loving us. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. If you enjoyed today's podcast, make sure to subscribe to the Living Hope Wesleyan podcast. Uh, you can also see the live versions of these sermons on the Living Hope Wesleyan Church YouTube channel, as well as any more information that you would be interested in at hopeforvermont.org. Thank you so much for listening.